I am resolved no longer to linger charm by the wealth delight. Things are higher, things are nobler, these have alarmed my sight. I, I will listen to him, his things of blood and free. Thank you again, my family. Good evening, my brothers and sisters, and good evening to you all, my dear listeners and followers. Once again, this is your brother Paul coming to you live on Benyar's FM and also Benyar's Facebook page. You can also take me live on my own Facebook page that is Paul Offen and also take me on YouTube if you are watching me wherever you are watching me free, uh, from I send greetings from Scotland to you and I know as you always
follow me, you will be blessed for what you do. And I know God will richly bless you because you do follow his word all the time. Brothers, tonight what I'm going to do is uh, to divide my lesson into two tonight. So the first part will be just half an hour. And then I'll bring you the second part. So if I finish the first part, don't go anywhere. Stay tuned because I'll reach you with the second part too. I'm doing this because uh, most people like to play the tape to the end. But some people are finding it difficult because they think uh, the time is uh, too long for them to, especially those who have uh, data problems so let's help them this way now we started a lesson last week and the title of that lesson is is there a church in the bible so today we are going to do the part two of this lesson is there a church in the bible now before uh, i start this lesson i want us to pray and most especially too, uh, I want to pray and commit uh, the world into the hands of the living God because of this cholera uh, virus that is, you know, chasing the, the world as a wildfire. I think we need to pray. We don't know what is happening that the world is facing this problem. So I want to take this opportunity and commit those people that are affected and but still alive into the hands of the living God so that God will help all of us. My brother and sister, don't think you are far away from this disease because it's a viral a disease, a viral infection which spread very quickly. So let's have a word of prayer. Father God and Almighty, I'm grateful to you for the life that you have given me. And I'm also grateful to you for the life that you provided for all my listeners. Tonight, I commit all of them into your care. That God, you open their eyes and then you also open their understanding so that they will see this as the word coming from you, God. And not from me. Help me not to say anything from my own head, but whatever I will say will be truthful from your word. I commit the world into your hand. The problem that the world faces now is this uh, coronavirus that is becoming pandemic into the world. Father, if we have committed any sin, and that is the why we are facing this problem, we pray that God forgive us our sins and cleanse the world from all these things so that God, you take away these illness and save the world. We know you are there for us and you will listen to our humble plea. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Brothers and sisters, as I said, 
Is there a church in the Bible? I think last week we tried to answer this question and then we find out that indeed there is a church in the Bible because even if you read the New Testament alone, you find the word church about 105 times in the New Testament. So if people say that, oh, there is no church in the Bible, I think uh, they have to do further research. But it's so easy to find because if you read the scriptures, especially the book of Acts and the letters to uh, the epistles of these apostles, you'll find this church, you know, going through uh, uh, all the pages. So it tells you that there is church in the Bible. And we say that because people don't hear a, a name like Jehovah Witness, Seventh-day Adventist, Pentecost, uh, Roman Catholic or Methodist or Presbyterian, so they think there's no church. So they said that, oh, there's no church in the Bible, no mention of any church in the Bible. But we use the Bible to prove that there is a church in the Bible. Now tonight, what we are going to do is very simple. We're going to find out what this church is and uh, who built this church, okay? And if this church is still alive today, we will find out. So follow me as we go through, search the scriptures and find the answers to this. Remember, we read a passage from Matthew chapter 16, verse 18, where Jesus promised to build his church. And if you observe that passage closely, you see that the Bible make it clear that Jesus said, I will build my church and the gates of heaven will not prevail against us. So if Jesus promised to build his church and look also observe those who were being saved were added to the church daily as uh, 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 should be saved. If you read Acts chapter 2 verse 47, that is what Luke said. It's Luke who wrote the book of Acts. He says, the Lord added to the church daily those who should be saved. The Lord added them to the church daily. Now, again, remember Jesus promise in Jesus promise he made it emphatic that the gate of hell shall the gate of hell shall not prevail against it meaning this church is bound to occur is bound to happen and nothing can prevent it from uh, from happening okay he said i will build my church he did not end there and then also further say, the gate of hell shall not prevail against it. Meaning, nothing can prevent this church from happening. In that case, we as Christians, okay, have to dive into the scriptures and find out this church. Because whether you like it or not, once Jesus has said, I will build it and nothing will prevent it from coming. 
then we need to set the scriptures and find it. Now, today, today, there are, I mean, thousands of churches with different doctrines and different faiths across the globe. You and I are witnesses to this. We all see what is happening. Therefore, if Jesus said he will establish his church, then which of these churches, among these thousands of churches, is Jesus' church? Or is the church that Jesus promised to build? Because all of them cannot be the church that Jesus promised to build. Because, listen, they have different doctrine and then they also have different faith. They are not the same. You can't tell me Methodist Church and Jehovah Witness churches, they even agree. So, taking these two churches alone, okay, which of them is the one Jesus Christ promised to build? So, this is just an example because there are thousands of churches. It's not only two churches. But Jesus said, I will build my church and the gate of hell will not, shall not, when you use the word shall not prevail against it, it means nothing can prevent it from what? Happening. You understand? Nothing can prevent it from happening. So that means it will by all means come. It will by all means come. Now let's ask the question. Then is it Jehovah Witness, which was established by Charles Russell in 1881? Is it that church that Jesus said is going to build? Or is it the Seventh-day Adventist Church, which was established by Ellen G. White and her co. in 1863? Mm? Or is it the Catholic Church, which was founded some few hundreds of years after the church in the Bible? Or is it the Pentecost Church, which was founded by James McQueen in 1953 and 1962 in Ghana? Or is it the Salvation Army, which was founded by William Booth in 1865? Or is it Methodist Church, which was founded by John Wesley in 1728? The list goes on. Or is it the church that started last week in Ghana? Brothers and sisters, you agree with me that all these churches I have mentioned and many more are all in existence. They have different faiths, different doctrine, and they don't agree with each other. So which of them is the church that Jesus Christ promised to build? Now sometimes, not even sometimes, up to today, so many people state that the church that was first established in the world history is the Roman Catholic Church. And all the churches, you know, came from the Roman Catholic Church. That is what, you know, we are told. And that is what history teaches us. But if you look through the Bible critically, 
you will not find Roman Catholic Church in the Bible. But then in the Bible, it says that there's a church in there. Do you know why? It will be wrong to maybe say that the churches that I have mentioned is even one of them is even what Jesus Christ established. Now, let me tell you this. The truth is that the Catholic Church is the first man-made church that evolved during the time of the church in the Bible. We have all agreed if you don't know what I'm talking about, please go to the my first video, part one. We say, is this the, uh, 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 does the Bible, or is there any church in the Bible, which is part one, go and play that one. And you know that it was established that there is church in the Bible. You understand? So if the Bible has established that there is church in the Bible, then we need to find out which church is that? Because we have thousands of thousands of churches today. And I'm saying to you that we have been, been fed with the idea that the Catholic Church is the first church that, you know, came and all the churches, you know, uh, uh, broke away from the Catholic Church. But I'm telling you that this is not the case. Because when the Catholic Church evolved, there was a church already mentioned in the Bible. So, there was a church. And that church is what we are trying to find out. That church is what we are trying to find out. What we are saying is true is that the Catholic Church is the first man-made church that evolved. After which the other man-made churches also broke away from them. And also, an entirely different ones also evolved. And this confirms the prophecy in 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 1 to 3, which Paul told Timothy that, in the later times, some shall depart from the faith, embracing teachings of human human doctrines and depart from the faith so this prophecy came to pass as we see all these churches you know coming when paul was making this prophecy there was a church already there which paul himself was a member so understand this now not this point. The first point is Catholicism. Our Catholicism started when the church in the Bible was already in existence. That's the first point. I want to make it clear to you. The second point is the church in the Bible did not start from Rome, but from Jerusalem. We know that Catholic Church evolved from Rome, but the church that is recorded in the Bible did not 
start from Rome. But where? Now, if you read Acts chapter 1, verse 8, coming, when Jesus, before he ascended unto heaven, met his apostles and charged them to stay in Jerusalem until they receive power from heaven. And that power they will receive will help them to start the church. And this is what Jesus said. Reading from Acts chapter 1 to Acts chapter 8 and then continue. But we want to read from Acts chapter 1 verse 8 now. Reading from Acts chapter 1 to verse, uh, chapter, uh, verse 1 to 8 and then continue. But we are reading verse 8 now. This is what Jesus said. But you shall receive power. After that, the Holy Spirit is come upon you, and you shall be witnesses unto me in both Jerusalem and in Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost part of the world. That is Acts chapter 1 verse 8 I have just read. Jesus promised that you're going to receive power. And that power they will receive will help them to establish the church that he has promised. But he said they're going to be witnesses first in Jerusalem. And when we come further to Acts chapter 2, we witness the establishment of the church there in Acts chapter 2. On the Pentecost day, where many uh, people have guarded, the power came to the apostles, where the apostles have, you know, gathered in a room. And this power was the power from the Holy Spirit, and that helped the apostles to establish the Lord's church that he promised. Remember, on that day, the apostles preached the gospel to the multitude that have gathered in Jerusalem, and about 3,000 souls baptized on that day. And the Bible says when they were baptized, the Lord himself, Jesus Christ himself, added them to his church, to the church, as to verse 47. People are saying there's no church in the Bible. But as to verse 47 says, and the Lord added them daily to the church. Acts 2 verse 41 says about 3,000 souls repented and they were all baptized. And then verse 47 says the Lord added people to the church daily. So Acts chapter 2, the church started where? In Jerusalem because they've all gathered in Jerusalem. So the church in the Bible did not start from Rome as Catholic church started from Rome. I'm saying this because people have you know, the idea, uh, uh, they, they, they have this impression that the Roman Catholic Church is the first church on earth. But that is not true. There was a church in the Bible that started in Jerusalem before. Later, about hundreds, about 300 years before the Catholic Church was evolved in Rome. So, I'm using this Bible quotation to prove that the church you are talking about started in Jerusalem. Now, 
Point number three. The Romans, okay, who brought the Catholic Church, did not only kill Jesus. You know, it's the Romans that crucified Jesus. They did not only kill Jesus, but also persecuted the church and also killed the apostles as well. All the 12 apostles of our Lord Jesus Christ were killed. Some were killed by Saul. Some were given to animals to eat. And all these people, you know, died under the command of, of Romans. Now, why did the Romans persecuted these Christians? Now, when the church started, there were two oppositions to this church. One is the Jews. The Jews opposed this church and even persecuted the Christians. And two is the Romans. The Romans also opposed uh, uh, the church and persecuted the Christians because they wanted all the people to uh, uh, show reverence to the Roman Emperor. But they saw that these Christians in the church are worshipping different person they call Jesus Christ. And that is why the Romans persecuted the church and even killed the apostles. So if Roman Catholic is the first church, why were these people persecuting the early Christians and the early church? If you read Acts chapter 2, Acts chapter 12, verse 1 to 3, Herod, who was an emperor for the uh, from Rome, killed the first apostle there. And that apostle is James. Let's read there. Acts chapter 12, verse 1 to 3. It says, Now, about that time, Herod the king put forth his hands to affect certain of the church. And he killed Jesus, the brother of John, with sword. Uh, sorry. And he killed James. It's James, not Jesus. Pardon me. And he killed James, the brother of John, with sword. And when he saw that it pleased the Jews, he proceeded to seize Peter also. And those who were uh, the days of the living bread. You see, when King Herod, uh, when King Herod killed James, who was the apostle, the Jews were happy. Why? Because I told you that the Jews opposed to this church and these Christians. So was the Romans. So, why were the Romans persecuting this church? If you are saying Roman Catholic Church is the first church, no. This church was there, was promised by Jesus Christ. It started in Jerusalem, and when the Christians were worshipping, both the Jews and the Romans were persecuting them. So, it can be there was church before Roman Catholic Church evolved. Now, another point is that the church or the Christians were already in existence before Paul appeared uh, before King Agrippa 
King Agrippa was also a, a, a Roman governor. Okay? Now, when Paul appeared before King Agrippa, if you read that from Acts chapter 26, Paul was already in the church. But these Romans were not Christians. They were pagans. So, if you read there, you can see that Paul has been arrested. Okay? The Jews have put false charge on Paul. And Paul has been arrested by the Romans. So, they were going to kill Paul. But here, they are giving hearing to Paul as to the reason why the Jews, you know, put that charge to him. And Paul was saying his defense here. And he is before these Roman governors. And look at what Agrippa says. Acts chapter 26, verse 20. Then Agrippa, the king, said unto Paul, Almost thou persuaded me to be a Christian. Why is Agrippa saying that? Agrippa is a Roman governor. The Romans were pagans. They were not Christian. But the Christianity has already started with the church. And Paul was a member. Remember, when the church started, Paul was also not a Christian. It was later that he became a Christian. And now, standing before Agrippa, Paul is convincing Agrippa. And Agrippa said, you almost persuade me to become a Christian. So there was a church in the Bible already before this Rome. And I'll tell you when the Roman Catholic Church, which is the first human or man-made church, came into existence. Then you understand me. There was a church in the Bible before this. Now, the last point before I bring to the end of the first part is that there was an emperor. These Roman emperors, one of them was called Constantine. After Emperor Constantine noted that Rome could not approach the church or even could not conquer all the Christians, he incorporated the church which was already in existence into the Roman system. That is the Catholicism. Catholicism. Now, when Constantine became an emperor, the church was still there. And these Romans hated the church. They persecuted the church. They were tormenting the Christians. Okay? They wanted to uproot the church entirely because they saw that these Christians were worshipping another god instead of the emperor. But what Constantine did was, well, we've tried all means to eradicate these Christians, but the more you kill them, the more they come. So, he, Constantine, made a law and said that no one should torment these Christians again. So here, Constantine gave these Christians freedom to worship their God. Because they were worshipping, but because of the persecution, the Christians were afraid. So they were hiding in holes and in caves to worship. And Constantine said, no more killing of Christians, no more persecuting Christians, allow the Christians to, you know, uh, 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 worship their worship. And this is how come some of our brothers from the Seventh-day Adventists are saying that it was Constantine who changed 
the Saturday to Sunday. That is wrong. The Christians were worshipping on Sunday already, but because they were being persecuted, they couldn't uh, you know, worship in the opening. They were hiding. So what Constantine did was to give them their freedom so that they can worship their worship on Sunday, which they were already worshipping. It's not that they were worshipping on Saturday and he came to change it. That is not the truth. The truth is that these Christians were there already worshipping. All these things I'm talking about, there was no Roman Catholic Church. Because these Romans, when even Christianity started and the church started in Jerusalem, they were hating the church. So if somebody tells you that Roman Catholic Church is the first church in the world, that person doesn't know the Bible history. That is why he's saying that. So, this Constantine, who came to be an emperor in AD 306 to AD 337, it was within that period that Constantine absorbed the church into the Roman system. So what he did, or what the Romans did was, they took the church as their own and started to put certain things in the church and started to remove certain things. So you see that in their church buildings, they started putting the emperor's images into the church building. The idea that Constantine changed was not a good idea. It was not that Constantine loved the Christians. No. They were trying to remove Christianity, but they couldn't. So he posed as if he loved them, gave them the freedom, and then gradually he started putting things in the church to change things. So that what Constantine did evolved the Catholicism, that is Roman Catholic Church. So this is 306 AD to 337 AD. That is where the Catholic Church started. The church that I'm talking about in the Bible started in Jerusalem in AD 33 and 34 because it was after the death of Jesus Christ when Jesus ascended unto heaven 10 days after the Holy Spirit came to the apostles and the church was ushered into the world. So you can see the difference. 300 years before the first man-made church evolved. Brothers and sisters, I'll come back to you in a minute with a part two. So don't go anywhere. But part two of today, don't go anywhere. I'll be with you shortly. This is your brother Paul. Continue to share this message to as many as you can. And God will bless you. Stay tuned. Don't go anywhere. Part 2 is coming. If you want this message, as I said, continue to follow the yards. And also, you look for Church of Christ everywhere in the world. They will help you to understand more of these details. God bless you. Continue to wait for Part 2, which follows very soon.